Welcome to the Batman Tasticast, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the greatest animated television series of all time, Batman, the Animated Series. Our podcast offers a deep dive into each episode and a full series retrospective from two nerds who really like Batman. Seated across the table from me, there's a terrible secret hiding inside of him. What is it? What? What is it? What is it? I don't know, but it's Mike Staub on the outside. Mike Staub. Uh, it's me on the outside and across the table from me, he is the terror in my sky, <laughs> Mr. Jordan Hill. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, today we're covering season one, episode 45, Terror in the Sky, which is totally a pleasure to cover entirely because we started our podcast. Yeah. With uh, episode one on the uh, production side on Leather Wings. And it's an episode that we continually have mentioned has only appreciated in value the more yeah. of these we've watched because we realize how excellent On Leather Wings is. Yeah, On Leather Wings is a really incredibly tight artistic piece of really good. animation. Yeah, and this episode is, in fact, the direct sequel to that episode. Yes, this one can't exist without the first one. You actually need right. to see On Leather Wings to get this fully. Yes, so this is the only other time since the first one that we have seen Dr. March yeah. and uh, Francine Langstrom, who's Dr. March's daughter. We did see Kirk Langstrom one other time in Moon of the Wolf yeah. when Batman yeah. kind of consulted him as an animal expert. Yeah. Uh, so we know that Langstrom is kind of in Batman's orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, we even get a sense from how Batman behaves in this episode that he's had to deal with Langstrom stuff a few times, but maybe we just don't see every time that happens. No. Um, so that's that's kind of an interesting dynamic as well. But, um, hey, Mike, what are your initial thoughts on this episode, Terror of the Sky? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm just always happy to... Uh... I'm always happy You're to happy come for the back. man bat. I'm always well. It's well, not, or it's not not, it's not man bat. We this don't time. really this. We don't have to worry about spoilers on this yeah, show. Yeah, no, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. So, I like this episode. Yeah, I do. Of course, I me do too. like this episode. But at the same time, the only thing is like, well, I think it's great that Francine is the one who turns into the bat. Like, I think that's great, and yeah. I think it's it's very interesting. How I noticed they refer to her as she bat. She bat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it's it's better than she uh, she thing. Right. Yeah. Well, Not, because it's actually better than girl bat, girl which I bat. guess is the or, other way. Yeah, because or it would woman be bat. woman bat. Yeah, not as yeah, good. Not as good. She bat is all right. So, I like that it's I like that it's Francine that turns into the bat. I would love to have seen more Kirk Langstrom as well, man bat. The missing scene here is absolutely she bat versus man bat. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Yeah, it's like come on, she like, bat versus man bat like, versus Batman. Yeah, would have made my life would have been so good. Yes, so good. But we didn't get that, unfortunately. Uh, right. Obviously, I gather that she is a fruit bat. That's what I because yeah, she's eating whatever what those doing. are. She's eating what are they guavas or papayas I mean, or something? Some kind of South American fruit. I thought there were maybe mangoes. We don't. It's they're not confirmed. Big, but they're a little big for a mango. Yeah, they're a little big for a mango. Um, they might. I don't know. They're definitely not a guava. I'm gonna look up papaya. You right know very now. well that I don't eat fruit, so I don't even know what they could be. I ate some fruit later. I ate some fruit earlier, man. It was a it was a nice day for a nice watermelon. They're I definitely looked, papayas, by the way. They're papayas. I looked at an apple before. Yeah, how was that apple? It looked okay. Not a big apple guy. No, I didn't eat it. So well, well that's good. We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. It might have been fake. Anyway, do you know the uh, do you know that apples are um, are okay? I think they're overrated in terms of fruit. We had this discussion before. We yes, had like we a have. fruit rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apples. And we decided pineapple is the top pineapple's fruit. Pineapple's top fruit. I pineapple is a number one it's with so a bullet. Good. So pineapple and watermelon are probably on like semi-equal fruit. Watermelon fucks. Watermelon's yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> I love watermelon. Watermelon is really good, but so is pineapple. All right, those are top. Those are my top. Your a apple's not even in the A category for you. For me, I don't like apples because, you know, it's funny. I like applesauce. 
I like apple pie. I like apple flavored things. You like things made with apples. Even a baked apple is fine. I just don't so you're like, like the me with texture. tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes themselves, but I like it, the things I? made from tomatoes. I actually yeah. hate tomatoes by yeah. themselves. I like sauce and stuff like that, but yeah. not tomatoes. Yeah, no. I feel the same way. Yeah. So anyway, this thing's eating some papaya. I like I like I like a watermelon and I like a pineapple. I agree. I don't know. I'm trying to think what my other big fruits would be, but I I don't think anything tops watermelon and pineapple. Gr- grapes are all right. Grapes are good. Oh, do you like green or red? Both. I don't care. I think I'm a green grapes I'm guy. Agent of chaos when it comes mm, to grapes. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any other initial thoughts on unleavened? I'm oh, sorry. This is not even the right episode. Any initial thoughts left on Terror in the Sky? No, I think it's awesome and I loved it. So for me, uh, I love the episode. I think it's really cool. I think I, I love that it is Shebat. I just don't think the episode does itself any favors in allowing the viewer to be ahead of the characters. Yeah. Because we, the viewer, figure out right away that Shebat is yeah, Francine I mean, Langstrom she, as soon as we see Francine. The second time, so in the first scene, I think she's wearing like blue pants. Yes, uh, I don't remember the color, but in the first scene, the thing is just wearing pants. Yeah. So you could conceivably just think it's man bad. Yeah, that's That's the point. fine. Yeah. But after that, I forget the moment when you realize, but it's it's much earlier than Batman and Kirk Langstrom realize. Yeah, the second time she transforms. Right. She's wearing. The she-bat is wearing... Wearing her clothes. Wearing Francine's clothes. So yeah, it's I think it's like, the time yeah. at the zoo. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time you realize, yeah, for yeah. sure. But I, I mean, as the viewer... Now, obviously, these writers are smart. They're, you know, this is Paul... No, no, sorry, this is not Paul Dini. I'm sorry. The writer on this episode is... This is Steve Perry and Mark Saraceni. Yes. Uh, they're great writers. Hey. We've had a lot of Steve Perry episodes recently. We have. Great writers. And, of course, we know when to employ dramatic irony, right? Yeah. Maybe you want the viewer to know yeah. more than the characters, but yeah. I didn't see it used to any effect... There was no thrill in having the viewer know the characters, you know, something that the characters didn't. There was no point to it. Yeah. Um, but that was okay. I, I just figured, like, delaying that information just kind of ruined the pace a little bit. It but, does. I mean, it's still a good it episode. Um, and then I just want to say the episode I thought was marked by particularly good action and chase sequences. Mm-hmm. I actually can't think of another episode that has this much in terms of chase. No, it's a it's lot of chase. It's pretty much the entire episode is chase yeah, sequences. Chase, chase me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I liked I liked this episode. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a real fun watch, and I will have to say I I want to say that I'm happy to see Doctor March again. Yes, the, um, the real villain. He's yes. he's a lunatic. He's, a lunatic. Uh, he's the real sicko in he this is, whole uh, this whole is, series of episodes. He is a sick man. He's Rene Arbergenois. Yeah, Doctor March. Yeah. I like that he. I like that this got the bump too. Like this is broadcast order thirty three, right? Uh, yeah. And 37, I think our, 37. Yeah, it's, I think it's 37. Yeah. And I think it actually is back-to-back with Christmas with the Joker if you're going in broadcast order. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, which actually kind of made sense to me because to be 37 and 38, like, those episodes feel more like late-season yeah. episodes. Yeah. There's no though, Robin, though. Oh, well. Well, but Christmas with the Joker has Robin. Exactly. There's no Robin in, in oh, uh, well, Terror in the Sky. And that's a good thing. Yes. Imagine Robin fighting the bat... I don't want to fight a bat. I'm already friends with Batman. <laughs> right. It is just so funny looking at things from the broadcast side, though, because then it would be like, okay, you have Terror in the Sky, which is a clear sequel episode yeah. Yeah, coming yeah, yeah. from On Leather Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go to Christmas with the Joker, which is clearly, even though it feels like a late season episode, it's clearly early season. There's no special inmates in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. The whole kind of plot feels sort of generic, or I should say, you know, not really like a lived-in world yet. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just odd. It's off. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. appearance of winter weather in this episode kind of reminded me, like, oh yeah, in broadcast, Christmas with the Joker was yeah, next. and it's Christmas time, kind of feels yeah. the winter. But actually, spoilers for the end of this episode. The the coming episode is one of the one of the all timers. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Bit. 
Uh, okay, great. Uh, IMDb trivia, very short. Ready? Okay, here it is. Uh, Rene Abergenois, who plays Dr. March in our episode, later made a cameo as a doctor at Arkham Asylum in Batman Forever. Ooh! Wow. Did he turn anyone into a bat? He didn't. Where's but, the man but, bat movie? <laughs> but Edward Nygma does do his flappy bat thing right after Rene's little scene. Yes, he does. Yes. Uh, that's it for IMDb trivia. I guess IMDb did not care enough about this episode to do extensive they, they, trivia. Sometimes there's no trivia. That's okay. I'm not. I'm not offended. You're not offended. Not even a little. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. I think a, a, a little. A little bit more bat trivia would be would be very, <laughs> Give me something. Very, very very nice. You know, I need something. Yeah. You got brown bats. <laughs> Starlings, Starlings, Mr. Wayne. Uh, Mike, is there anything else we want to say about this episode before we dive in? No. All right, let's do it. Season one, episode forty-five, "Terror in the Sky." Theme song, mm-hmm. great title card. Very good. Ominous and scary. We've got a plane in distress. It's going down over the city at night, surrounded by blood-red clouds. Very 1930s font, I thought. Very much. Um, And we actually, unlike many title cards that kind of misrepresent things that happen in the episode, that scene actually does happen in this episode. Yes. The plane. The the plane in distress, all that stuff. That's really good. Um, And I thought the title card was neat. Once again, episode is directed by Boyd Kirkland. Boyd. Big Boyd Kirkland. Big Boyd. And written by Steve Perry and Mark Saraceni with a teleplay by Mark Saraceni. Well, that's nice. Yeah. All right. Scene one. The winter wind whooshes. Thank you. Nice uh, foley there. There you go. I I try. Uh, There's a snowy Gotham City. We pan over the skyline. We close in on some some dock workers in the harbor. And the dock workers are kind of the stand-ins for, like, the blimp pilots and on leather wings, which is like, these are our hapless citizens that are just going to get fucked by a bat creature. Bat's going to wreck them. Um, they're finishing up for the night when, I, I will say Man-Bat, even yes. though we later find out it's not, when apparently Man-Bat arrives uh, after some of their tasty, I thought they were mangoes, Mike has found out I they're papayas. I think they look like papayas, but they're, fine. they're big for mangoes, but they're something, they're a fruit. Yeah, so we actually, <laughs> there's something, I think it's papaya, you're right. Um, Man-Bat actually lets out something we haven't seen before, which is kind of like a sonic scream. Yeah. And we see kind of like this rippling red vision. It's almost like sonar. Yeah, they. I like that they did that in this episode. Right, which we didn't have at all in On Leather Wings. No. So this might be a she-bat feature. Yeah, I think the scream definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so the man-bat, or what we think is man-bat, lands after sonic screaming and then chomping down in a way that makes this animated fruit look really good. Yeah, it's delicious looking. I yeah, like I probably wouldn't like it in real life. Yeah. But it looked delicious. Yes. And then not my imagination. Mike, <laughs> you, can, you can comment on this here. And this is what I wrote in the notes. The Man-Bat looks a lot cuter here than he was in previous episodes, and now we know that's for a specific yeah. reason, because they're trying to draw, like, oh, it's a girl. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so, a she-bat. So the features are just, like, a little slightly different. You have to really look for it. Yeah, yeah, you actually yeah. have to go back to On Leather Wings to see how differently they're yeah. animated, but they are different. because well, Man-Bat's a little bit more boxier. He's a little bit he's more He's boxier, gruff. he's sharper. Yes. Um, and the coloring on them is a little bit different. Yeah. She has just, even as the she-bat, smaller features. Yep. It's a little bit cuter of a creature, but if you're not paying attention and you're not watching as closely as me and Mike are, it just looks like Man-Bat. It just looks like Man-Bat. Right, and it is just wearing pants, so you would yeah. not assume it's a girl. All I want is a decent pair of pants. Thank you. Solomon Grundy want pants, too. <laughs> uh, so she's eating the fruit... Or I should say, it's eating the fruit, and the dock workers are like running away. I feel like in the comics, the band bat creatures just eat you. Yeah, I think I think not they, I think she bat would have eaten the dock workers. Uh, right. So, so yeah, a couple exactly. of dock workers are eating them Gotham tonight. Yeah. So I think the papaya is included for the benefits of standards and practices yes, of being yes. like, yeah, there's fruit here, so she's not eating the people. Well, she's not a vampire bat. Right. I mean, but man bat fully eats people in yeah. the comics. I as think far man as I bat know. would eat a human. 
Yeah. By the way, the bat is a real dick in this scene because it it's not only eating the fruit, it's also just throwing the crates at yeah, the guys, yeah, just throwing yeah, crates yeah, all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. I love that the guys are finally like, fuck this, it can have the fruit. Yeah, eat, take the fruit. <laughs> Whatever I'm they leaving. say. I'm like, leaving. get out of here. I'm not dealing with this garbage. Um so yeah, the the bat creature takes off, uh again using more of its sort of sonar scream to go through the skylines. It closes uh in on the balcony of an apartment building. And the doors open, and we see a figure asleep in bed. And, of course, that gets us to our next scene. We cut to Kirk Langstrom, who, of course, we assume was the creature. Yeah. So when he wakes up gasping, we think, oh, okay, so this was a dream. Yes. He was dreaming about being the man bat. I thought, this is what I thought. I thought the bat was definitely Kirk Langstrom. And when he wakes up, see, this is what I thought. I'm like, oh, so he was the man bat, because I forgot that it was was his (laughs) wife in this one. Right. I'm like, okay, so he's the man bat. And he dressed himself after he transformed. <laughs> right. Did she dress him? Right. So that's what I was thinking at first, and then, but I mean, she goes well, because to say, when you're, if you're like, if this isn't a dream, it's like how much time has passed. And this is a dream, right? And this so, is not a dream. Right. So she, uh, she's the one who kind of brings it up that it's a nightmare, right? She does, but I mean, she is guileless in this episode. She actually has no idea it's herself. No, she has no idea, yeah. which is funny because she's fully dressed in bed, I guess. <laughs> right. So, so, I mean, either way, whoever was the bat creature had some time to get changed. Yeah, yeah. She got changed when she came home. Maybe she's in like such a, like a bat fervor when she flew back in after eating all that fruit. <laughs> I guess so. Um, um, so, yes. Next to Langstrom is his beautiful wife, Francine, uh, who we noted as being a real looker <laughs> all the way back in episode one. She's real hot. Uh, she pushes up her eye mask, who how bougie, to ask him what's the matter. He isn't sure. Uh, was it a nightmare? According to her, he's been having a lot of those lately. Yeah, yeah probably because you've been transforming a lot into a bat fucking lately, yeah. woman, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, he's got the old Harry Osborne heroin sweat on it. his face. It's there. Uh, and when he gets up for some air, he finds that he has stepped in some of the leftover fruit and a torn up piece of carpet. So it was not a dream after all. So he rolls up the rug to hide the evidence from Francine. He rolls it up. It's a fruit roll up. Yeah, quite quite literally, but not like the one the snacks. Right. It's just a rug with fruit in it that he rolled up. Very good. Yeah, I see, uh, probably doesn't taste as good. No, it's probably terrible. Actually, probably. for the bat creatures, I don't think they I care. Think- we got back to the harbor. The cops have arrived. Um, the cops are actually laughing as the poor longshoremen give their description of the man bat. Yeah. Fuck these cops. You they know what kind of shit that goes down they in this city. got them, dude. Come on. But yeah. yeah, they're literally laughing at the two poor the, longshoremen. The, the best is they're like, yo, it was like a big bat monster. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll look into it. <laughs> yeah. And then what's the next thing you see? Batman. It's Batman. And he's like, and he's like this. Yeah, he's not laughing. No, he's not. Notably, his mouth is like that flat line of like, hmm, I believe them. Interesting. <laughs> um, so he's listening from the nearby alley. Uh, the cops pull away, and Batman boards on an especially cool. He boards an especially cool looking bat cycle. Yeah, I want to say the animators they give the bat cycle. It's really give it its own moment yeah. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've really never had a feature moment for it like this before. We can finally really see the details. It's got spiked wheels, armor plating, the really detailed computer console. So what's funny is we've seen the Bat Cycle before on the show. We just never gave it a moment, I guess. Yeah, and I like the spike wheels because that just indicates it's winter. Yeah. When I saw the spike wheels, I'm like, oh, he's driving through the ice and the snow, which is why he's got spikes on his wheels. Yeah. He drives through the land of the ice and the snow. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. We get an especially intense Batman. Uh, it's like popping a wheelie. 
as he's contacting Alfred on the uh, the comm, and Alfred is answering at the back computer back in the back cave, and we get to we kind of cut back and forth between Alfred and Batman. So they chat about Doctor Langstrom and his likely return as the Man Bat, and Alfred wonders if he's been taking his formula again. Back and to Batman, yeah, back to formula. Batman knows where he can find the answer. Then we get kind of this Orson Wellesian shot from inside a garbage can. It's pretty neat. I and like it's, that. Yeah, it's Francine Langstrom taking out the trash to discover <gasps> the torn carpet. Oh, no. Man Bat is back, baby. We get a close-up of her worried face. She's not uh, not happy. She's not happy. This episode has like an undercurrent, similar to what On Leather Wings have has, rather, of like of the drug addiction yeah. thing, right? Because yeah. this is how people behave around a drug addict. Yes. Like, this is Batman's, like, very angry. Francine is, like, ready to leave this guy. And, of course, it's about him becoming Man-Bat, but, like, it's also about, like, he's taking drugs again. Yeah, oh, he's on the heroin. This fucking piece he's of shit. The, he's on the H. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> right, he's on the Man-Bat H. I cared about our wedding. Right, he's on the mutagen. He's yeah. on the M. Yeah, he's on the M. Get him that M. That sweet stuff. Yo, Batman is not <laughs> nice to anyone in this episode. No, Batman's so mean to Dr. Sure. Um, Mike, we return to one of our favorite locations. Gotham Zoo, baby. Exterior shot of the Gotham Zoo. We've spent a lot of time here recently. Yo, and we're going to spend more time <laughs> here know. in the next episode. We are. It's so strange. We get like just whole runs of episodes. Um, we see the big bat house looming in the background. We know it because it's shaped like a big tit. Yep. Uh, and inside, of course, our friend Dr. March. Dr. March, once again. Doing Francine's dad. Loves bats more than people. Yeah. Kind of feeling the same way. <laughs> Me too. In 2023? At this, at this point, me too. Me too. Um, Francine confronts her father about what Kirk might be up to. Is he experimenting with the bat mutagen again? But Dr. March is very dismissive. He claims that Kirk won't even work with him anymore, and plus he has his own research to worry about. Hmm, little curiosity there. Hmm. We cut to a shot of a, you know, it's, uh, Mike, it's like the classic cartoon set Same of beakers and burners. Thing we always see. We had him in On Leather Wings, too. We're He's just so you know, familiar just with like, this at this ah, point. the Bunsen burner and the Erlenmeyer flask. The buttered and bread. Butter in the bread <laughs> basket. basket. Uh, Langstrom, Langstrom, rather. He's got five o'clock shadow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks like he's been up all night solving a murder. Technically, His hair's a little messy. He has been, yeah. Uh, Francine walks in, confronts her husband. How could you do this to me? It's not what you think. Suddenly, Batman appears. Oh, dude. The devil it isn't. I love this. I love this. This was such a good entrance by Batman because Batman just wants to wreck this dude's life so bad. We already know that Batman treats Langstrom like he's a pile of garbage, as we saw in Tiger Tiger. Right. When he was like at the place, he's like, this is similar to what you use. And yeah, he's yeah. like, all right, man, come on. He comes from Batman break. is so aggressive yeah. with Langstrom. It didn't work. Um, <laughs> he literally he fucking grabs him by dude, the collar dude, he like he's a collar. child yeah like what are you doing uh, like, he grabs him he's speaking to him like he's a, like a degenerate drug addict um, Langstrom insists that he it, sorry Langstrom insists that he if he is transforming if he is transforming then the thing is still inside him like yeah. from before yeah. he isn't taking formula anymore yeah but Francine runs out. He calls her Francie <laughs> which is, is cute but she's like I'm sick of my life I'm sick of you she runs out. I, I, just... I love it. That that series of lines is so good. The fact that... It's very dramatic. <laughs> she goes, I'm sick of my life. I sat there and I laughed so hard. I'm like, it's not a great line, but it's perfect. I'm sick of my life and I'm sick of it's you. It's very soapy. It was fun, though. Was, oh, no, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. 
And I, my comment here was just like, yeah, this episode is about drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sick of my life. I'm sick of you. Langstrom was actually very resentful of Batman because he's telling Batman that he's the one that failed. Yeah. As in yeah. you, Batman. I mean, because if, Batman administered the antidote that apparently didn't work. Yeah, and if that was true, then Batman did fail. Right. But Batman knows he didn't. Yeah, because he's so Batman. He's Batman. He's like, I didn't screw that up. Yeah, his reaction is basically, I'm fucking Batman, Langstrom. What do you want from me? Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly Langstrom's the one with the problem, not the other guy who's a giant bat. <laughs> right. Which, um, uh, yes. Which there is a joke about that very soon. I'm sure. Oh, no, yes, there is. Yeah. Um, so Batman forcibly takes a DNA sample from Langstrom. And by the way, this whole conversation, Dr. March has been eavesdropping. Yeah. So we know something is up with this oh, guy. I... As if on Leather Wings, Dr. March wasn't enough. Do you think Dr. March wants to be the man bat? I'm going to go one step further. Not only do I think March wants to be the man bat, I think he has the same plans for the world as the lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man. He wants everyone to be man bat, not just him. You could be greater. Yeah. He uh, wants lizard, to be the bat king. The, yeah, he does definitely wants to be the bat king. Yeah. The lizard is so dedicated to turning everyone into lizard people that it continues. <laughs> That's like his main drive <laughs> in main No Way Home. Him, right, yeah. He wants to turn everyone into lizards, including the other supervillains. Right. Oh, so good. But I have to say, as crazy as that sounds, wouldn't it be better? I think so. Wouldn't it be better? Probably a little better. This The world's heating up. I'm yeah, just saying. I mean, I mean listen, I can, if I can lay in a rock and re- regulate my temperature. I think this guy sees the future a little I, bit. I don't know. I don't know if it's good for the bats. Probably not good for the bats. The lizards, but though. But for us, maybe. Yeah. Lizard people under the ocean. All right. Uh, there is a little remorse from Batman as he exits the scene. Langstrom, if you're right, and then Langstrom cuts him off. Save it. You've done enough already. Langstrom. Back outside, uh, Batman is approaching his bat cycle, now with an awesome bike lock. Hey, at least he keeps it safe, dude. Yeah. Uh, When the familiar sonar screech pings him from above. And listen, (laughs) this is the moment. We see immediately that Man-Bat isn't actually Man-Bat after all, because it's wearing Francine's pants and the remains of her blouse. Because she wears like these very specific like pinkish reddish yeah. almost yeah, like yeah. coral colored pants. Yeah. So my question and, like, is like a white blouse and we're like, well that's obviously from How the can scene. the world's greatest detective not realize that that's not Langstrom who he just beat up? Well that's what I'm saying. That's what kind of like makes the episode yeah. lame. Because yeah. like Batman should realize it now and I think it would be a better episode if he realized it now. Yeah, and then he and Man Bat but that's how you get the Man Bat versus Batman versus She Bat fight. All I want. Because he'd be that's like, I, I can talk to her, but I need to be a bat. And Batman would be like, No, you can't do this. He's like, Wait, let me do it. And then hit me with another antidote. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you have the fight. Right. And then we have just a constant transformation and antidote fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be all about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, World's Greatest Detective Batman does not realize who this is. So we get uh, pretty much a, an immediate fight between She-Bat and Batman, um, which She-Bat just wails on Batman with a trash can. Yeah. Um, Batman is unable to win this fight and speeds away on the Bat cycle with She-Bat in pursuit. We cut briefly back to She-Bat's sonar vision, which is still a really cool look. And in the continued chase, we get a point where, I mean, Batman's just kind of like diving through the streets with his uh, Bat cycle. He dives over traffic. Finally into a narrow tunnel where She-Bat is almost hit by a streetcar. She's not as good at being a bat. She's still new to being a bat, I think. She's new to it. I think she's newer to being a bat. Right. So she's trying to figure out her bat wings. Right. Yeah, you know, earn her bat wings. Um, Out in the open once more, Batman attempts to use his grappling gun to grab Francine's leg, which is a maneuver he always uses. It's like like the man-bat. That's his special. That's like what you do against man-bat. It's like, oh, you grapple the leg and you figure it out. Yeah. And you get dragged through the city through the sky. It's fine. But this has really funny results. Um, 
<laughs> so he grapples her leg, but then he's on like a elevated platform, like going up against a speeding train. So it's basically like he could either die <laughs> and maybe capture her, or he has to sacrifice the bat cycle. Such a shame. So he actually says, "The end of a perfect day," and uh, the Tough. train hits the bat cycle. Batman jumps to safety onto the side of the tracks, and she bat gets away. Real shame to lose the bat cycle, especially after they finally really featured it. Yeah, um, but it's what are you going to do? They, big setup, and it's just gone. Shame. Um, I, it's it happens. Sometimes you lose your bat cycle. I know. It's just they made it look so cool. Maybe they knew they were going to destroy it. So they're like, we got to make it look like cool. I know. It's very toyetic. It's great. Uh, we cut back to the Batcave. Bats squeak overhead. Is this when he? Is this when he calls Alfred? No, he called him just earlier oh, to okay. discuss yeah. what's up with Doctor. We're talking him. about being aggressive there. Yeah, he calls him, and then Alfred says that great line where he's just like, he's like, "Do you, he's Batman says something along the lines of like, do you remember like, um, our someone someone who dresses who someone who's like a giant bat is yeah, causing yeah, that's the havoc first again? Yeah, yeah, and Alfred just goes present company excluding. <laughs> Uh, yes. Another good so, line. Just Alfred just sticks it to Batman all Alfred the time. Alfred and his zingers. I love him. Um, so Alfred is tending to Batman's wounds, and Batman discovers a bit of the She-Bat's fur in his costume. Mm. Ah, so Ooh, he has enough to run this through diagnostics. We cut to Kirk Langstrom in his apartment. <laughs> He's got, like, total, like, about-to-be-a-single-man vibes. Just oh, yeah. Major distressed bachelor vibes. He's on the phone, distressed, looking for his wife. Batman shows up with the news. Kirk is despairing. Francine is gone. She really left me. And then we get this really stupid scene. Uh, I hate it because the audience is already ahead of them. Yep. Neither of the men realize that the new bat creature that Batman is describing is Francine. I know. It's ridiculous. <sighs> anyway, according to Batman, they're both off the hook. Langstrom is no longer the man bat. And Batman's antidote did work after all. He even shows off a new antidote gun with the hopes of getting the new monster as well. Meanwhile, Langstrom is going to go off to find Francine before she can skip town. I hate that scene. She hates her life. Well, she hates her life. She's got to get out. Um, Here's why I don't like this scene. It doesn't do anything for the episode. Nope, not at all. We're already ahead of them. We know it's So it's just kind of like a filler scene where it's just like we're waiting for the characters to catch up to us. The show does this a lot, and I know it's a show for kids, but also I'm like, we can just move further and do cooler stuff than having to tread over the stuff you already gave us. Yeah, more bat fighting. Yeah, like more bat fights. Let's get another bat Come fight. Come on. Maybe she can throw a pineapple at him. Yeah. yeah get him. all the fruit involved. Yeah, yeah. Get Just a watermelon in here. Throw a whole fruit salad at him. Oh, but it is winter. It is. It's hard to get fruit. I mean, we all did right. see that Kyodai Ken was slicing up fruit in the last episode. Maybe that's why the papaya was so valuable. Yeah, yeah. Nice Kyodai Ken. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes, no problem. Always always happy to bring it back to Day of the Samurai. That's right. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, establishing shot of the bat house, the tit yep. at the zoo. Inside, Batman is now picking the locks on the file cabinet, and here comes the big bad, the real big bad. Dr. March yeah. confronts Batman oh. with a trank gun. Uh, he makes some weird threat, like he'll trank him so much he's going to be asleep till next week. It's a really weird threat. You I don't think, know. Do you think this guy's got any chance? Batman would punch <laughs> him in the face so hard that he would... He basically does. He's, yeah, I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, you think you're going to get Batman? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He is deranged. He is a crazy scientist. He yeah. is. Uh, He's the one of the only one really of the group right now who really wants to be a bat. Correct. He wants to be a Even bat. Even though I think Langstrom secretly still wants to be a bat. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll present this thesis at the end. I think they all want to be bats. I think they like it. Yeah. I think they're all in. That's why I'm like, they need uh, to have some weird like bat it's nice family. that their marriage is back together at the end of the episode, but I think they just want to be bats. Yeah, but they should just both be bats. I, Batman won't allow it. He's bat blocking them. <laughs> 
Um, March is finally revealed as the supervillain we all suspected he was since all the way back in episode one on Leather Wings. He is the one responsible for refining the new bat mutagen because he believes, I'll just say this as he said it, he believes only a creature like the man bat can survive the next evolutionary cataclysm, which Mike and I both theorized that he would like to create. Yes. (laughs) Whatever that's going to be. I think he's going to end the world so that bats can reign supreme. Correct. But what about Tigris? Tigress, I think, would might do okay. I think he'd be do all right with the bat people. Yeah, we should get. We these... have to get Doctor March together with the Doctor from. Uh, oh, Doctor Dorian. Tiger, Tiger. Yeah, Dorian. Whatever the hell is. Dorian name was. and March together make yeah. an animal. That's the episode we need. Yeah, where's that episode? Yeah, that would be a very sad episode. I feel like. Yeah, but you know, it's it's kind of an interesting dichotomy because. Those animal people don't like being animal people, but the bat people kind of like they being the bat like people. It. They kind of dig it. That is a funny way Feels to look like at it. Feels like my head's on fire. <laughs> Feels good, though. Oh my God, Nicolas Cage is Langstrom. I'll take that. I'll take it. Um, yeah, Batman easily disarms Dr. March because he's a joke. Um, and Batman at first believes Dr. March is the new man bat. Yeah. Until we go into the flashback, Dr. March confesses the experimental batch was destroyed. And we're in the flashback. We see March. He's in the lab. He's late at night. He uh, is surprised when suddenly Francine bursts in and he drops a beaker. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's innocent. She helps him clean it up and she cuts herself on the glass. There's so much glass. But March only realizes right now in telling this to Batman that that is the moment where something happened. Yeah. That Francine cut herself on the glass, became exposed to the mutagen, and that she's now the she-bat. And Batman reprimands him. Is that what it's going to take your daughter's life before you end this insanity? And Batman walks out on the distraught March. I don't really love that either, that Dr. March wasn't smart enough to realize that her cutting herself on the contaminated flask was enough to contaminate her. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, I mean, come on. It is more exciting when a character realizes things in the moment, but I actually kind of would have liked it to be that March knew she was infected and he's kind of excited about it. Yeah, he's like, oh, yes. But we didn't go in that direction. No, no, no. Instead, later we cut to March much later that night and he's actually burning the files because I guess he doesn't want this to get traced back to him. Nope. Or maybe to his daughter. I don't know. I don't know if he's being protective or just saving his own ass. Probably probably the latter. And then believe it or not, I mean, this episode, the pace is pretty good, yeah, even though good. I don't like the it's direction tight. of some of the scenes. We're already in what is basically the last sequence now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a quick episode because we want to spend most of our time on the airfield because it's the most exciting sequence. Of course. Um, so now we get to like the, the main course of the episode, which is basically the entire third act. We cut to the Gotham airfield. A plane is taking off in severe winter weather, and inside the plane we realize, okay, this is the plane Francine was taking to skip town. She asks for some aspirin because she's not feeling well, and we're like, oh, shit, this thing's going to transform on the plane. Bats on a plane, baby. Batten down the hatches. Uh, All right. I've had it with these bats. (laughs) On this motherfucking plane. (laughs) Bats on a plane. There's the sequel. That's the sequel. Bats on a plane. It's funny when you put a flying creature in a... Object a flying, flying object already. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. A couple rows behind Francine, Langstrom is there. I don't know if you caught this. I actually froze the the thing. Langstrom's reading a paper. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, headline yeah. or the caption is, Colas cat saved. You know who the picture is? Maven. It's Maven. Yeah, of course. I told you she drinks cat pee. <laughs> I, I did not. That is neither confirmed nor denied. She drinks the cat pee. But Maven she is would featured. Have been, that's who should have been on the island with Tigra. Oh, she Tigris. would have loved that. She would have been all about him. I think we see more Maven before the series <laughs> is done, by the way. But I, she does not become a cat person, to my knowledge. That's so Maven. That's so Maven. Uh, but Maven is like, it's a very cute cartoon drawing of her. And like this little injured cat with like an eye patch. And like a little mitten on. It's very cute. Anyway. Cola's cat saved is the caption on the photo. It's like a blink and you miss it moment. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. barely there. Yeah. 
All right, in a very Hollywood way, Langstrom moves up to the conveniently empty seat next to Francine. If you tried to do that today, not only would the flight attendant yell at you, there would be no empty seat for you to do that. And you'd die. And you would be dead. And there would be no leg room. And yeah. the airline would just shoot you in the yeah, face. Yeah, you would have been shot right. with a rubber bullet, hopefully. <laughs> right. Langston sits next to Francine. She's kind of over him. She doesn't even want to talk to him. She's like, I don't even want to deal with this. And he basically is like, no, it's time for you to listen, which would not go well with the Twitter people. Are you going to mansplain? All right. He, he then does mansplain. He mansplains that he's not man bat anymore. Batman can prove it. It must be someone else. She's relieved. Uh, he wants her to come home. She seems to agree. They embrace. There are actually like tears in his eyes. But Francine is suddenly in pain. She's overcome. She runs down the aisle to the largest airplane restroom I have ever Dude, seen. Dude, I was going to say, not only is this airplane That's bathroom, enough for like eight people to have sex in. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like 30 people joined the My High Club. Yeah. I will say this much. Um, not only is that bathroom huge for, a, for an airplane, it's also nice. It was nice and huge and like... If Shebat wasn't crazy, she could have spent some time in there and yeah, been all right. Yeah, she would have been okay. Yeah. But she's crazy because she's But she's crazy. Guy. So Francine is horrified. She actually watches herself transform in the bathroom mirror, which is an important moment yeah. because you realize however many times she's transformed before, she's never seen herself yes. transform. Yes, yes, yes. So seeing herself transform in the moment gives her awareness that Francine and Shebat are the same thing, yeah. which explains her actions towards Langstrom in the subsequent yeah. scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so she transforms. She bursts out of the bathroom. She scares the fucking shit out of the stewardess. Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, it's bad news. Yeah. The terrified passengers are screaming, screaming, screaming through this whole sequence as She-Bat just trashes the fucking plane before escaping out the emergency door. And Kirk is calling out for his wife, realizing what's happened. The open door of the plane is just sucking all the air out. Anything that isn't tied down is getting sucked out of the plane. People are screaming. It's crazy. uh, We're going to have to bring her down. Like, things are so crazy. Kirk Langstrom's five o'clock shadow grows back. Yeah, I know. Because the animators remember that he yeah, has to have yeah. it. Yeah, and he's so nervous that uh, he grows back his beard. That's it. I guess the animators were like, oh, fuck, did he shave? Uh, I don't know. Put it back. Put, put it, it back. back. Put the beard back. Yeah. Bruce, Bruce Tim won't notice. Just put do, it back. Do it real quiet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they put back his beard. Uh, Batman's 10 steps ahead as usual. I don't know how, but the Batwing's already there. He's got that good grabber again. He's got the good grabber. I am fine with the fact that the Batwing's already there. Yeah, me too. That kind of plot speeding up, I'm good with. I didn't need the scene where he finds out that's the plane she's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I don't need that. He was just like, what plane has a bat on it? Yeah, that's fine. Well, he also has, Batman also has the radio. Oh, yeah, he totally. Has the flight I, yeah, what I'm saying is, like, we know he has the tools to know yeah, everything yeah, that's fine. going on. So, yeah, actually, Batman is fully on the same channel as them because he even hears the pilots saying, we have to land, we've lost yeah. cabin pressure, yeah, we're yeah. landing now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, horribly, Langstrom is sucked out of the plane. Poor guy. But Shebat dives down to get yeah. him, not to attack him, to save him. To save him. And then we realize as the viewer, okay, she fully knows who she is. Yes. Shebat has awareness yes um the poor stewardess that was the one to witness the transformation or the immediate after effects also flies out of the plane but as mike said batman's got the good grabber got the good grabber he'd be great at the claw game so good so he does everything with this not only does he catch the stewardess from the air he puts her back in the plane <laughs> and then he like he like gently puts the door back on oh, good. <laughs> like he just goes just like we'll put the door back and on the he didn't plane. even have to squeak it squeak it squeak it yeah no, no. he's just like mm, mm, there it is doors doors back very good uh all right and then we get yet another chase sequence where the batwing is now pursuing she bat um 
Shebat kind of gets away from him. Yeah. I mean, uh, Shebat's flying through the streets, Batwing's in pursuit. Uh, they're briefly close together, and then Shebat just gets a big long lead, flies out across the harbor, and deposits Kirk on top of the like tower of the bridge there yeah. in the snow. Yeah. Um, she lands, and then we get a, a moment that reminded me very much of non Leather Wings moment. She like screeches at the night sky. Yeah. And we see the unhappiness, the misery, the shame yeah. on the creature's face because yeah. now she knows she is the monster. Yeah. It's a very good moment. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, Batman arrives with the Batwing, though the first time we see him is actually through the strangely colored uh, She-Bat vision. Yeah. And we get into another fight here. And in this fight, Batman is able to hit her with the antidote gun, but she plucks out the dart with seemingly no effect. So I guess this this new mutagen is resistant to the antidote. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Um, so a second dart does do the trick, but there's more fighting. Another big kit from Batman who nearly went down for the count in this fight. Batman almost actually loses to she He does. It's pretty good. Uh, Francine does transform back. Um, and she's, you know, horrified with what has happened. She nearly trips and falls over the bridge, but Langstrom grabs her. I've got you, honey. And this time I'm not letting you go. Yeah. Unlike Rose. <laughs> he, there was enough room for Jack on that door. She says, I'll never let go, and then she lets go. They embrace in a classic style. Francine uh, kicks up like one bare foot in a very feminine posture. Uh, Langstrom says, the nightmare is finally over, and Batman stalks off. And the expression I kind of read from Batman is that he hears that line, the nightmare is over, and Batman's kind of like, is it? I don't think it is. It's kind of like that little listen in there. But it is a sweet ending. I think the ominousness is something I'm more reading into it. But... um, a good ending. Um, Great ending. Yeah. Uh, my closing thoughts for Terror in the Sky. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's a really solid episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, these... Do you like it better than On Leather Wings? No. No, yeah. I don't is... think so. I like it. I like it too. I like it a lot. I think it's a, I think it's a worthy successor. That's the word I would use as yeah. well. It's like a worthy follow-up. Yeah. If you liked On Leather Wings, you should yeah. check out Terror yeah, in the Sky. Yeah. And this is just something that's great that a cartoon can do that not everything else can. Yeah. Because this... I, don't, I don't think we're ever getting a Man Bat movie. Certainly not. Though, as we mentioned in On Leather Wings, he's the best part of Arkham Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, so I'll say this. I think it's a it's a great follow-up episode. As you said, it's a worthy successor. Um, this occurs to me sometimes when I'm listening back to our episodes. I think sometimes do listeners... I'm not sure that listeners always listen to our show in chronological order. I don't think they chronological do. Chronological yeah. order. I think sometimes they just kind of like pick their favorite yeah. episodes. Yeah. So if you're someone who's listening to this, I mean like... I think this is like if you've seen on leather wings and like you liked this one, I think there are, are, is a reason to kind of go back into anything you can find that is like the animal transformation stuff in the series because what seems to be building through the series is this theme of how do we want to describe this? The monster that lives within you, mm-hmm. right, is kind of a thing. And we've had how many episodes of this now? A lot. So we've had Tiger Tiger. Tiger Tiger. We've had Moon of the Wolf. Moon of the Wolf. We've had this stuff. Um, I'm on, definitely missing on, a few here. All Leather Wings. Um, Killer Croc to a degree. Right. Any of these, like, creature ones. But you could even, like, kind of adjacent to that Clayface. Clayface. Two-Face. Where it's just like, okay, is the person the monster... Is it the monster that exists inside? Who's the real person in yeah. this? Yeah. Is it a celebration of it? Like Kirk, who really wants to be Man-Bat? Man is it is it shameful to want to be a monster? 
in in some ways, even though Tiger Tiger is not as good an episode of this, Tiger Tiger did a nice job of sort of addressing yeah. that, where they're yeah. like, oh, there's kind of this beauty in this carefree lifestyle of living as a monster, yeah. but then you lose your humanity, and what is that worth? That's something that certainly uh, Harvey Dent has struggled with. That's something that certainly Clayface yeah. struggles with. But at some point, they kind of seem to go over to being like, oh, well, I kind of like the new form better. Yeah, which I think I think there's 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 something to that. And there's a, like you said, there's a lot of these weird duality kind of episodes. It, it's kind of, a, you know what? It kind of mirrors Batman. Yeah. It's like, yes, he likes being Batman, I think, more than he likes being Bruce Wayne. But at the same time, is Batman the monster? Well, so Mike, you, you hit it 100%. I think that's like, that's the question you end up asking from yeah. these villains. Because yeah. all the best villains reflect back on Batman mm-hmm. in some way. That's like, well, what does Man Bat have to say about Batman? And it is like, I think it's the temptation yeah. of just like, just leave Bruce Wayne behind. Yeah. Don't even yeah, don't be even that be guy Bruce anymore. Wayne anymore. Just be Batman. Yeah, and there's like kind of a, a question to that, and I think that's kind of why, as as sweet as the ending of Terror in the Sky is, and it is sweet. It's a nice reunion for this couple. You want things to work out for them. It's also kind of like, I don't know if I trust the happy ending yeah. here. Right? Yeah. It kind yeah. of just seems like something that's going to keep repeating. Yeah. Batman has a line in this episode. It's I'm going to paraphrase. It says something like, "How many times do I have to keep cleaning up after your messes, Langstrom?" Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh. It's not just been these two instances. Yeah. He's probably been man back quite a bit. Yeah. And Batman's had to fix it. And you kind of become aware like, oh, okay, there are some instances that we don't see. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I don't know, just a tough. lot of good questions. No, you're right. You're right. A lot of great questions. And I think they're all relevant and pertinent to what, what's going on here. Yeah. Um, ranking in the series, top middle for me. Yes, definitely top And middle. I think better than a lot of the Animal Transformation episodes that we've mentioned yeah, so far. Yeah, it's probably like, second best. Yeah. Like, I like this a lot better than I liked Moon of the Wolf or yeah, Tiger Tiger way or better. any of those. Way better. It's a way better episode. Yeah. Uh, cool. But, uh, listeners, I mean, this is something to prepare for. Mike, what are we doing next week? Ooh, almost got him. We're doing almost got him. Next One of the week. best. One of the best. Um, some people would say the best. Yeah, I mean, arguably the best. Arguably the best episode next week. So I'm super fucking excited for that. Me too. That's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, all right. I think we're gonna wrap it. Uh, thank you for joining us. This was the Batman Tasticast for Mike Staub. I'm Jordan Hugh. Thank you, and see you next time. Same man bat time. Same she bat channel. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Batman Tasticast. If you want to continue to support the show, please find us on social media at Batman Tasticast, or you can find us here on the podcatcher of your choosing. You can leave us a review. Five star reviews would be uh, very appreciated. And uh, you can also uh, share this with your friends or reach out to Jordan and I on social media if you want to talk about Batman stuff. We'll be back with a whole bunch of new episodes coming soon, so stay tuned. <laughs>